going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Going the Distance podcast presented by ImmaculateSports.com. Twitter's at Sports. Instagram is also at Sports. TikTok, YouTube, Immaculate Sports. It's episode 125, and we got our Super Bowl matchup, Eagles-Chiefs. But this isn't the episode for that. It's the Pro Bowl week, so we're going to do some other fun stuff. Obviously, do our team grades and needs for the Niners and Bengals just got eliminated. But second half. Something we love doing every year, our quarterback predictions for week one of next season. Yeah, it's our third year of doing this, and this is by far one of our favorite episodes every single year because uh, there's a lot of speculation to it. And there's no you're right, you're wrong, anything like that, and it's fun to kind of let your mind go a little bit and mm-hmm. use your imagination, as some people would say. Imagination. Exactly. Let's get into the opener, though. And for my opener, I'm going to the hardwood. With the Warriors' big victory over the the Memphis Grizzlies, uh, 2-0 against them this year. It's what seems to be our biggest rival now at this point, even though it's not much of a rivalry since we beat them pretty consistently over their entire franchise history. Uh, But this game was special because Jordan Poole had a game winner at the end of the game where he had a layup off an inbound play. Uh, Clay hit a big shot late in the game. Steph got ejected for throwing his mouthpiece into the stands. Uh, Dylan Brooks shot like shit, which is always fun to see. And uh, the Warriors got a big victory at home, uh, which hopefully continues into a good spurt because since that game, we won our other two games that we've had since then. So uh, hopefully we start turning it around because we're off to a slow start this season. Yeah. Well, the best thing I saw, the ending of the AFC championship game. I mean, it, it seemed like Cincinnati had all the momentum in the second half and, you know, it, it, Somehow, Kansas City stays alive here. They got a lot of help, but it, it was still amazing to watch. And uh, Kansas City, once again, they're going to the Super Bowl. Mahomes, we didn't think he could run on that that last play to set up the field goal. Takes off, hits out of bounds, sets up the field goal. Yeah. Kind of a, a poetic ending there for Kansas City, right? Yeah. Uh, Skyler said it there for the Immaculate Sports Player of the Week. It's going to be Patrick Mahomes, 29 for 43, 326 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. Uh, and then that big rushing first down at the end of the game there to help put the Chiefs in the field goal range, which led them to the Harrison Bucker field goal, sending them to the Super Bowl. Uh, but Pat Mahomes, pretty recurring guy on this award. So, yes. Congrats to Batty. Uh, moving on, you have team reports here and a question mark. Maybe it's just because there isn't a lot of team news at this point. Yeah. Uh, do you have anything you want to say about the Jets? There's well, maybe one or two things I, I will say about the Raiders. I believe we missed the Nathaniel Hackett hiring on last episode by a day or two. So I guess that would be by, be the news there. Former Green Bay OC, Denver head coach, Nathaniel Hackett is going to be the OC for the Jets. And uh, obviously the big reason for that is he he knows a lot of people in uh, the Green Bay organization who have played quarterback. And their names are Aaron Rodgers. And obviously, if it's not Aaron Rodgers, it's not a bust. Uh, they've been doing their due diligence. But that's that seems like a big reason right there. And, uh, you know, who knows if he'll even be calling plays. I, I hear they're they're trying to get Gary Kubiak, too, because he's friends with um, with Sala. But, yeah, it's it's all about the offense this offseason for the Jets. Yeah, and it should be because defense is in a pretty good spot with young guys and just in a good spot on that side of the ball. Uh, moving on to the Raiders. 
Uh, Derek Carr was announced as a Pro Bowl alternate today, yeah. which is pretty interesting because of everything that's going on. A lot of his brother's family, who's very active on Twitter, is talking about how he should just wear an NFL logo instead of a Raiders logo for all all the stuff, or just tape over the logos. I don't think Carr is going to be that petty, but uh, no, because he was a Pro cool. Bowler as a Raider, right? That's that's the point. Yeah, I think it's going to be pretty traded. cool uh, for the fans that are there because the Pro Bowls in Vegas that are going to get to kind of give their car a send off because he didn't really get one uh, with us very proper. Yeah. So it's pretty cool to see there. Uh, and hopefully Derek kind of, you know, soaks that moment in with the fans and lets them appreciate them and allows them to, to do that. Uh, but besides that trade stuff hasn't really went in yet, which is interesting. Uh because I thought that that would be more of a talk now at this point with only 16 days to go until Derek Carr is either traded or cut. Um, so that's interesting there. And then as far as salary cap goes, the NFL salary cap moved up to 224.8 million, that's I big. think. Uh, and they also announced the franchise tags. Franchise tag for running back is around 10 million this year. Uh, which seems like a pretty good idea to do for Jacobs. Try to sign him in that franchise tag and then long term do like a 12 to $14 million a year type deal. Uh, but yeah, future quarterback. We'll talk about that here in a little bit. So moving to our team grades though, uh, for the two teams that got eliminated this past week, Niners and the Bengals. Uh, let's start off with the Niners. What's your team grade for them? Yeah, I'm going to give the Niners an A. You know, kind of unexpected, especially after Trey Lance went down, even more unexpected after Jimmy G. But they 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 went so far, man, with with so little, at least on the offense. You know, I know they traded for McCaffrey, which is probably a big reason why they ended up where they were. So they get an A. You know, the biggest need right now, in my opinion, is a new defense coordinator. Uh, D'Amico Ryans has been that dude ever since Robert Sala left. And uh, get yourself a Jimmy Ward replacement. It sounds like he's going to leave for some big money. And a healthy quarterback would be ideal. And again, we'll get into that, all that later. So Yeah. <laughs> uh, for the Niners, I give him an A. Uh, and going back to a little bit of what Skyler talked about with the Trey Lance getting hurt and the Jimmy getting hurt and all that stuff, I feel like when Trey originally got hurt in week two, we all kind of had the reaction that, you know, this might hurt the Niners in the future, but for this year, this team right now, this team's going to be better with Garoppolo. And yeah. we saw that they end up playing better throughout the stretch. And then he gets hurt and somehow went into perfect swing of Brock Purdy. Uh, we didn't kind of have that same reaction at all. When Garoppolo got hurt, we thought, Oh, Purdy's in here. Over. This guy was interesting at Iowa state. Let's see how he does against NFL teams. Uh, but he obviously was amazing for them. And then the, all the stuff in the NFC championship happens and derails it all. But uh, I gave them an A uh, and then I had for offseason need uh, defensive coordinators one as well. Uh, but I'd said mainly here, don't let pick determine the outcome of how you want to use these guys. Uh, because just because Trey Lance was taken super early in the draft and Brock Purdy was taken with quite literally the last selection in the draft doesn't mean you should start Lance. You know, you have to have a healthy competition within training camp. I think both these guys deserve a chance. Uh, but if Purdy looks better, you got to roll with him. Uh, and you could trade Lance if you really want to. Mm -hmm. So see how that goes. But I think for the Niners case, uh, just with how the last couple seasons have gone, you should probably keep at least two or three serviceable quarterbacks on your roster. 
Moving on to Cincinnati. Yeah, Cincinnati's going to get the same grade for me, an A. You know, a, a lot of people thought this was a Super Bowl or bust team, but I, I didn't really think so. I thought their biggest goal should be beating Buffalo, and they did it. They beat Buffalo on the road, and that's massive. So they're going to keep the A grade for me. Um, obviously, it's unfortunate they're you know a couple plays away from playing in the Super Bowl in a couple weeks, but we got to move on now and focus on next year. So how about we get them uh, some outside corners? You know, uh, Mike Hilton's been awesome, but you need some guys on the outside. Uh, in my last mock draft, I had him taking Keeley Ringo with their first round pick, a guy who's ridiculously athletic out of Georgia, a corner. Uh, so he could be there. And obviously lineman depth, especially right tackle and guard. We saw who who was out there against Kansas City, and uh, it was bad. It was really bad. Yeah. So get some guys just in case. Yeah, I uh, I gave Cincinnati. Uh, I think they did a great job this year with considering just how it beaten up the O line was late in the season yeah. and Burrow struggling through all of that. Uh, and then I put O line depths for the biggest need going into the off season because uh, if you have your guys get hurt. I get then you're already in tough spot, but Jackson Cartman, Max Shrapning, uh, Hakeem Adigeny or whatever his name is, they were not good. And you can't have, you can't risk your quarterback's future because of just not being able to sign alignment that are solid. And whether uh, that is by trade or drafting guys early in the draft with your early round picks or, you know, signing veterans who are capable of not getting destroyed in the yeah. AFC championship game, you got to just find a way uh, because at some point we saw, well, we saw Burrow tear his ACL two years ago, but at some point it's going to come back and haunt him again if they don't fix up their O-line. And I hate mm-hmm. to say it, but when you have that bad of an O-line, it's, it's inevitable. So I guess we can go ahead and do our halftime stuff now, and then uh, we can move into QB predictions for the second half. All right. So we'll start off halftime. Uh, just, I guess a little reminder that the Pro Bowl is this weekend. I don't know if I'll be watching it or not because well, there isn't like a game. It's, are they playing flag? They are playing something like that, but it's also they have the Pro Bowl games or whatever. I'm doing air quotes. Okay. If you are just listening, uh, but they are doing that on Thursday, I think, and then they're doing something on Sunday as well. Okay, so yeah, that's a a good. Good thing to mention here. If you're expecting to tune in Sunday at noon, it's not going to be what you expect, most likely. It's the Manning brothers coasting each other and flag. I know it's the big one. And the games, I have no idea. Hopefully we get some cool skill challenges then, I guess, because uh, we haven't had good skill challenges in a while. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much it for the for the Pro Bowl stuff. Um, I don't know what else to say about that. <laughs> you know, the teams aren't even official because they're not playing a game. You know, we don't really know who's going to be there. Yeah. Uh, all right. So we'll move on, I guess. Jazz Chisholm gets the cover of MLB The Show 23. I thought I should mention this because the cover of that sh- that game, the show, is important. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, a lot of people were upset with Jazz Chisholm. He, you know, statistically is the worst player to be on the cover of that game. But I understand it. He's young, rising star, and he plays MLB The Show a lot. He loves those guys, Ramon, at the studio. And, uh, and I'm fine with it, man. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, the last thing we got in halftime, the NFL coaching carousel. We got two of them out of the way today and uh, another one earlier in the week. We'll start with Sean Payton. He's going to be the head coach of the Broncos, man. The Broncos did give up 
first rounder this year. That's pick 30 from the Bradley Chubb trade. 2024 and, sorry, 2024 second and third. And uh, you know what? I think if you're getting a great coach like Sean Payton, it's probably worth it. And I know time will will tell with this one, probably pretty quickly here, if Russell Wilson doesn't pay out. Because this is the kind of guy you want in the building with a Russell Wilson who's struggling. Even though he's yeah. a defensive coach, he's seen it with Drew Brees. Um, he's that that CEO type of guy you want in the building. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how this goes. It uh, it can either you know throw off the Broncos even more, and they can become one of the like worst positioned franchises in a long time with Russ's contract and lack of draft picks and all that stuff. Yeah. Or you know they can get right back to what they looked like, how they should have been on paper to most people. Uh, and be a playoff team. So we'll see how that goes. All right. The next guy today was D'Amico Ryans. He was actually the first one of today. He was before Sean Payton. Denver really wanted D'Amico Ryans, but it was always Houston. He used to play for Houston. Lots of ties there. Um, and I think it's awesome. I think he should be should be Six great. Six-year deal, too. Yeah. Massive. He's got – I like that they understand, you know, this isn't a one-and-done type of coach, D'Amico Ryans. you got to give him some time to build what he, what he sees. In this mm-hmm. team. And the third one that's done is the Carolina Panthers hiring Frank Reich, former Colt coach, former quarterback. And this one kind of threw me off. I really thought it was going to be Steve Wilkes. But then again, I understand uh, it's a really bad decision. And this is your win now type of guy. And again, uh, I, I think it will be very clear what I think this team is going to look like when we get to the quarterback predictions. So I'm going to hold off right there. And, throws uh, Carr in the the situation for them as well because yeah. Frank Reich's been wanting Carr for like two three years with the, mm-hmm. the Colts and exactly. Raiders weren't down for that. And there's two more teams without a coach yet. Indianapolis Colts today interviewing Wink Martindale and Mike Kafka, a couple Giants coordinators. It should be down to those two guys unless Jeff Saturday somehow uh, steals the job again. I think it'd be hilarious again. if Wink got it. I think it it'd have be, to be Kafka, man. It would be pretty interesting. Um, and that, that comes with the quarterback too. So like another quarterback prediction, huh? And the last one's the Cardinals. Um, they're down to what seems like three guys. They interviewed Mike Kafka today too. So if Kafka doesn't get the Colts job, it could be here. And also a couple Cincinnati guys, Lou Anarumo. That's the offensive coordinator and Brian Callahan, the defensive coordinator from Cincinnati. So it looks like you're right. Yeah. I apologize. Yeah. I put them in reverse order on the notes here. Uh, anyways, yeah, it looks like the teams who have been struggling a lot are just going straight for what's been working. You know, oh, these guys went to the Super Bowl last year, championship game the year after. Okay, let's interview them. Yeah, that's usually not a bad idea. Uh, mm-hmm. But still, no Eric Bieniemy like anything, which is kind of crazy how, how he just like. Yeah. Has fallen off the radar for for these jobs. Similar with Brian Flores too. You know, I, I know he got an interview from I think it was Denver, but uh, nothing after that. Yeah. But hey, I'm so, sure my I mean, so David Shaw. So. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Okay, that's that's the end of halftime. Let's get into the good stuff now. Yup, best segment of the year, perhaps one of them, top yeah. five, I'd say, uh, along with our like yearly in depth predictions or something like that. Uh, but we could start off with the AFC South. Uh, okay. So we'll go 
for the team that currently holds the second pick in the draft with the uh, the Texans. All right. The Texans, I think their week one starter is going to be Bryce Young. No matter if they stay at one, or sorry, stay at two or trade up to one, I think it's got to be Bryce Young. They understand how important this is. Texans, you know, they got their coach this year. He's a defensive guy, and they're not going to be playing any games with with veterans or Davis Mills anymore. they got to secure their guy, and that's Bryce Young. Uh, I also went with Bryce Young, uh, whether that is at pick two yeah. or whether that's trading up to one. Uh, but whatever happens, I think uh, Bryce Young's the guy in Houston. And I think that fits well with D'Amico Ryans being the new head coach in there, not a bridge head coach. Mm-hmm. Moving on to Tennessee. It's an interesting one here a little bit. It is. It is. I uh, This was one of the last ones I did. And it's still going to be Ryan Tannehill just because he's owed so much money. You know, I, I've seen a lot of people be like, oh, you could trade him for a fifth and pick up this guy and get Tyler Huntley. And it's like, no, because it's not worth it. You got Malik Willis to come in if Tannehill goes down again, even though he wasn't great. You know, it's it's just not worth it with the Titans. And it sucks for them because they're not going to make the playoffs most likely. But that's that's how it goes sometimes. I... uh I do not have Tannehill here. I have the first kind of bold prediction and that's a trade up for the Tennessee Titans to take Will Levis in the draft. Uh, I also have him signing Baker uh, and kind of using those two guys a little bit in the first season. Uh, But I think Will Levis could could be a guy that ends up going there. Okay. Jacksonville, Trevor Lawrence for both of us. Yes. uh, And then Indianapolis. Yeah, I got Indy taking CJ Stroud. I think they have to draft a quarterback. And it's another situation. They could possibly trade up to one and get a guy. So that could be Bryce Young. But uh, but I have C.J. Stroud here. Obviously, it depends on who their coach is going to be. That's, that's, well, that's a prediction, right? Yeah. Uh, I have Stroud here as well for the Colts. So uh, same thing for both of us. Uh, and then on to the AFC West. Yeah. Mahomes, um, Russ, and Herbert are all locks yes. uh, and that leaves us with one team in the AFC West Kevin yeah. who do you have for the Raiders uh, for the Raiders I got Will Levis they're gonna go with this route rather than than the vet because it's so much easier to win with a rookie quarterback contract and they're gonna have so much cap space I've been hearing rumors even about cutting uh, some guys you wouldn't expect to cut some offensive playmakers so they can go out and rebuild the team how how you know New England style Josh McDaniels and Will Levis. Interesting story. He he kind of feels like a Raider. Bro. I hope so. I hope so. Uh, but yeah, it's not going to happen. Unfortunately, the guy going to Vegas is going to be Tom Brady. It, it makes too much sense. First off, if you're Josh McDaniels, you understand that if you have another bad year, you're fired. So drafting a rookie QB is kind of off the board. Uh, if you're, if I'm him personally, you're uh, shut up. Uh, and Tom Brady would be a perfect guy to come in and play quarterback because you know him, he knows your scheme and Tom Brady's going to want to go because, you know, even if he stays in Tampa, he's going to have to learn a brand new scheme with a whole bunch of new coaches. And if he goes to Vegas, he has Devonte Adams. He has Hunter Renfro. He has Darren Waller. He has all these targets on offense. 
Uh, and uh, of course, there's going to be a Brady effect where people sign for less money to go play on the defense as well, too, because they know there's going to be a chance of winning a ring. Uh, so if I'm Brady, I'm doing it. If I'm McDaniels, I'm doing it. If I'm me I'm, and I had input, I would not. I think I'd draft Will Levis, uh, but you know, I, I'm not the, the GM or the owner, unfortunately. So that sucks, and uh, TB12 will be a Raider. Okay. Moving on to the North, where there's yeah. really only one possible change. Uh, I kept Lamar Jackson in Baltimore, uh, so I just think franchise tag, and they're eventually going to get things sorted out with him. I think it's too big of a free agent to even have, and I so I couldn't really even comprehend that. Uh, and yeah. so I have Lamar staying there, and the other three guys are scratch. Yeah, I agree with Lamar. I, I think him being his own agent or his mom or whatever actually gives him a better chance to to get the deal done in time and no no uh you know bs or franchise tag or anything like that so i think there's a higher chance he stays in baltimore because of that and everyone else staying the same pickett watson burrow yeah moving on to the east the last division in that conference uh i have Tua staying in miami do you have that as well yeah, there were some reports from uh, from the offensive staff saying that they loved him, you know. And obviously, if he doesn't retire, he should be the starter. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going anywhere else. New England, I have Mac still. I uh-huh. think that should remain the same. Uh, Buffalo, Allen, of course, and mm-hmm. then that brings a uh, the last team in the AFC we haven't talked about yet, and that is yes. the New York Jets. Uh, I'll let you go first here, and then I'll okay. I'll take the wheel afterwards. All right. Yeah, it's got to be Aaron Rodgers for the Jets, right? You know, this is probably my top guy. And all the reports we've been hearing, you know, as we get closer and closer to the day when he can be traded, is that it's going to be very easy to get him. You know, uh, Woody Johnson said he talked to to the GM and it's only going to take a third-round pick and then another conditional. And I'm like, shit, why wouldn't you do that? You know, it's a lot of money, but why wouldn't you offer a third-round pick for Aaron Rodgers? He'd be our greatest quarterback ever, talent-wise. And obviously, they're going to do their due diligence on the other other vets. I wouldn't be upset with Derek Carr, and uh, there's always Jimmy out there. But I really think it's going to be Rodgers. You know, he likes Zach Wilson too. I'm sure he'd be willing to help him out because they're they you know appreciate each other, not like you know Jordan Love. I guess. Uh... I have something interesting happening yeah. with A-Rod. I'll get to that once we get to oh, Jesus. a certain spot. Uh, but I have Carr in oh, New okay, York. Okay. I think that also makes a, a lot of sense, too. And I think if you just throw him in that offense, you have a 12-1 team at that point. You have young receivers. You have young running back. You have a great defense. And I think he's he's a guy to do really well there. So uh, I say D.C. in NYC. Okay. Moving on to the NFC now, uh, starting off with the South, which is the most interesting division in this because there is not yeah. one lock anywhere. Uh, so I guess we'll start it off with Tampa. Okay. Tampa Bay. Do you know where they ranked in sacks against this year? Not in a good spot. They allowed the least amount of sacks in the NFL. That's why if Tom Brady is coming back, he's going to stay in Tampa Bay. There's a lot of wiggle room. They already fired everybody he didn't like immediately after the season. That's a good sign for me. 
But I wanted to also shout out just in case he doesn't come back or retires, I guess, because my prediction is if he plays, it's in Tampa. Tyler Huntley, he's going to be really cheap. He's a free agent and he's a pro boy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I ended up going with Tannehill uh, in Tampa. I think that makes a lot of sense. He's not a bad quarterback. He's not by any means a great quarterback, uh, but he's a bridge guy kind of until you decide if you want to keep on going with guys like Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and the guys on defense as well, or you want to go ahead and start a rebuild. So I think they they give it a chance with this guy and uh, see how it goes. All right. Moving on to New Orleans. Yeah, New Orleans, they're going to roll with Jameis Winston one more year. I think they're going to try to get uh, Caleb Williams. And Jameis is owed a lot of money. So it may be a situation where if he has, uh, you know, maybe a game that's too good or a game that's too bad, then they'll they'll go back to someone who's, you know, should not be playing, you know, practice squad type guy to try to secure the pick. But they're going to start with Jameis if he's healthy. I went with uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. In New Orleans, I think that New Orleans is in a very weird spot where they kind of have a roster where they are like trying to contend, but they're just not good enough. Uh, And I think Jimmy's another guy that kind of just is kind of lives up to that trying to contend, but not good enough type B. And uh, I think he fits in perfectly in New Orleans. I had a car there originally a couple weeks ago when we talked about it, but they just don't have any money to spend. It's going to be difficult. Yeah. They'll find a way. Teams always do somehow. It just it just works out. Cap isn't real. Uh, moving on to Carolina, a very interesting spot. Yeah, uh, I do have Derek Carr here. Uh, we talked about it earlier. Frank Reich loves this guy, and they can give him whatever he wants pretty much. They do have some decent weapons. Uh, so, yeah, uh, it, it may not go well for Derek Carr and the Panthers, but <laughs> it does seem like a pretty cool fit. Yeah. That would be very interesting. Yeah. Uh, I went with two guys here. I went first guy, Matt Corral, because yeah, he's yeah. on that roster, and I think they need to give him a chance, uh, but not too big of a chance because they also dropped AR-15 uh, and have Anthony Richardson uh, on that team as well and kind of see who who stands out from there. Yeah. Moving on very to possible. Atlanta, the last team in the division. Yeah, Atlanta's going to roll with Desmond Ritter. Uh, they should have done it immediately. Last year after Mariota showed signs of you know, not being a good quarterback, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, he's, he progressively got better throughout his couple starts at the end of the year. And why not? It's Arthur Smith trying to save his job too. So that could be a possible Lamar spot, but uh, like we both predicted, I don't think he's going anywhere. So Desmond Ritter's the best on the, on the staff. He stays there. I think Ritter's the guy here as well. Uh, it makes a lot of sense to just roll with him. I mean, why not? Uh, you drafted him, and he seems to be decent, even though he yeah. didn't really have the best receivers with him last year. Uh, I think this is also a possible Caleb Williams spot uh, next yeah. year. So if he plays too bad, then you're in a good spot as well. So might as well see what you have. You know the roster isn't going to compete, even though the, the division is the weakest that we've really ever seen a division in a little while. Uh, but I think – Rolling with Ritter's got to be the way you choose. Mm-hmm. Moving on to San Francisco and the NFC West. Yeah. <laughs> what do you have for SF? So there's obviously two guys here, and I, I really think it's going to be Trey Lance if he's healthy and ready to go. You have to give him another shot. Obviously, you're keeping Purdy. He's on there too. 
But Trey Lance is your starter. Like you said, you know, it, it may not matter that he was drafted that high, but he was your starter to start the year, you know, yeah. uh, last year. So it, it wouldn't make much sense if he didn't start, in my opinion. I'm rolling with Lance here yeah. for the Niners as well. I think especially at the beginning of the season, they're going to give him that chance. Uh, and if it goes poorly at all, if he has two bad games, you know, if he just makes poor decision after poor decision, obviously if he gets hurt, they're going to roll with Purdy because it seems just like the coaching staff loves that guy. And uh, whatever it is and the reasons why, I'm not too sure, but I think Lance is going to be the guy to start the season, and he should mm-hmm. be. Uh, the other three teams, Stafford, Gino, Kyler, all pretty scratched up, I think. Uh, yeah, just, uh, you know, Kyler won't be starting, so uh, we'll go with Colt McCoy because yeah. he's under contract still. So, yeah. Yeah. Moving on to Green Bay and the NFC North. All right. Really the only team that can change, I feel, here. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Love, man. Jordan Love played pretty well when he came in last year, and uh, – you got to be excited as a Packer fan to obviously going from Favre to Rodgers. It won't be the same here as going from Rodgers to Jordan Love, but to have a guy you know can play quarterback just a little bit, they should still compete in the division, I think. Yeah. Uh, I decided to go away from A-Rod. I think A-Rod ends up retiring. I think that's a very Aaron Rodgers thing uh, where – he just decides he could be going to New York and he just decides, no, nah, I don't want to do it. I just want to stop playing football. And uh, I think leaving his legacy in Green Bay would be a pretty cool thing to do. Uh, and then Jordan Love automatically fills in in Green mm. Bay. And I think that's pretty, pretty automatic. Uh, Fields, Kirk and Goff all seem like locks now at this point. Actually, Fields is getting traded. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> there's, there's rumors about that, but I don't yeah. think they're smart. Uh, and obviously you don't either. Uh, moving into the NFC East, the last division that we have, I have Dak Hertz and Danny Dimes all stick in with their teams. Those seem like locks. Yes, sir. Uh, and then Washington's really only one with some controversy to it. Yeah. Uh, and similar to, um, what team was I, was I talking about earlier? Um, da- yeah, the Dolphins saying everyone loved to, that's how everyone in Washington feels about Sam Howell right now. So I really think it's his job to lose. And they also bring in Baker because they're very similar. Yeah, I have Howell here as well. I think his uh, he did enough in week 18 to kind of yeah. you know say, hey, I might be the guy. And uh, I think they're going to obviously take a good look at him. And uh, if you go back to uh, – I know this is probably not going to be anything similar, but when Patrick Mahomes was a rookie, he played week 18. And yeah. that was the only thing we played. And the next thing you know, they trade Alex Smith, coincidentally, to Washington. Uh, and then he hmm. became the guy. So so Carson Wentz is getting traded to Kansas City then. <laughs> uh, so whatever that means for Carson Wentz what it is whatever it means. If he's a CFL star or whatever, I don't know. He'd be pretty uh, good there. Taylor Heineke, I think, is definitely good enough to be on the roster. But he's yeah. a free agent, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, but Sam Howell. Should be. A I'll be rooting for him, man. Yeah. yeah. That All right, that's going to do it for the, the QB predictions. Yeah. We'll see how these go uh, in September when we get to week one. Uh, and we can probably take a photo of these and, you know, compare and see how we did. Uh, but yeah. let's get to our bets. We don't have any bets this week uh, or at least new ones because 
you know, we're not going to bet on Pro Bowl dodgeball or any of the new Super Bowl <laughs> lines yet because we have another week to do that. And betting on NBA is sometimes so trashy. So uh, we'll start off with last week. I had Philly minus two and a half. Skyler had Devonta Smith or Brandon Ayuk touchdown. His did not hit. Mine did. Uh, so that was I a think good I have a pretty me. good excuse, though. Yeah. Uh, and then last <laughs> week in the bowl predictions, uh, I had Jamar Chase first touchdown. Skyler had... Kansas City plus 105 for the least bold prediction of the bold prediction era. I have the uh, script, so I had to go a, with it. Good job for Skyler there. And then I, I missed mine because Jamar did not have a touchdown. But I will say yeah. that three weeks ago, I had Philly versus Kansas City Super Bowl matchup as my you bold did. prediction at plus vouch. 700. And that hit. So, uh, if you placed it three weeks ago, good job on you. You've got some money. Uh, however, I don't even know if anybody's listening to this right now. So, uh, uh, we'll be sending it to everybody. It was just going to the abyss. Yeah. Next week, Kansas City plus 105 again. Oh, nope. Nope. I'm putting nope, that nope, in the layup. Nope. I'm putting that in the layup. I'm betting <laughs> on Philly, dude. Yeah. Oh, early really. thoughts on the Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What, are you, what are you thinking? I really like Kansas City, man. I think. The offense is so unstoppable. And did you see what they did to Joe Mixon the other night? He had, what, like eight carries for 12 yards? You know, if if not even that, you know, if they can hold Sanders and Hurts and Scott and Gainwell, and I know as I'm just got a lot of people to worry about, uh, if they can just hold them to below average, I think Kansas City has a real shot in this game. They don't, man. They just don't. Because if you look at the other side of the ball, yeah. Philly matches up with Kansas City even better than the other side does. You know, as far as the corners go, they're going to have uh, the Bradbury and Slade should do understandably well on yeah. MVS. And well, you do, if Michael we find Hardman, out MVS and Hardman and Juju are all hurt again, then yeah, it's going to change my pick a little bit. Yeah. But if we're seeing, you know, CGJ on Kelsey and Blankenship and all these guys, and obviously going to, send two, three guys in his direction every single play. I think that's a decent matchup. Obviously, there is no good matchup against Travis Kelsey. Yeah. And then the run game is Kansas City's worst part of their, their offense. They don't have a run game right now. Uh, Pacheco was shut down in the AFC Championship game, uh, and I think he he could be shut down here as well. Uh, and then in the offense, you know, you said Mixon, mm-hmm. but having the double read option and having that that dual option with those two guys is just so unstoppable. And I just, I hear you. I don't know if it's possible to stop him in the what Niners. Have the is, best. I have a copy of the script. Kyle. Shut up. <laughs> they don't give it out to the public, man. Oh, I'm not the public. Are you, are you the private? Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's going to do it though. I have Eagles minus one and a half. Uh, if you're looking forward to next week, okay. we'll be betting on that. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I guess we'll see y'all for episode 126. Hopefully we see some more coaching hires, maybe a Derek Carr trade and some MLB news or something like that. I don't know. Let's go team AFC, man. Let's go. AFC. 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 AFC.